0: Yo, yo, it's the ECB cast, man. Today, we got a number of topics that we want to talk about. And one of the biggest things with the most question marks right now is the NBA draft. We got a couple more things in store for y'all, but I want to hear what your guys' opinions are on the NBA draft. A-Ray, what do you think is going on, bro?
1: Man, this draft, I'm going to say it's a kind of controversial one just because it's a really boom-robust type of draft, in my opinion. If you look at the top maybe five or six prospects... Those guys either have a really high ceiling, they can be the potential next superstars, the future of the NBA. But then at the same time, they can also be the biggest bus and that we can never hear about them again. So that's and then I'm looking at the the back end of the top ten prospects and those guys seem to be a little bit more reliable. And those guys could be a nice role players to even a contending team. But you know, we'll have to see. You gotta remember Kawhi, Paul George, Hayward, all these guys were like later picks. So yeah, we'll have to see. For sure. Do you guys? Do you guys like have any idea
0: of who you guys
1: think is gonna go number one?
0: Go be the goat. Uh, in my opinion, I feel like it's really hard to like because Minnesota has like a really like good setup right now, and I don't know what they're looking for like in a team. Like obviously, you know, we have like the, the givens, right? Like we know Lamella Ball has has the potential to be number one. You also know James Wiseman; he has potential to be number one. Um, so I'm I'm really curious to see how the teams are going to play this out. Um, I think I think uh, if I if I'm gonna go off my mock draft, I think Lamelo Ball is getting drafted first.
2: Yeah, just uh, with Minnesota being the first uh, overall pick, I don't think they would go for a center uh, such as James uh, Wiseman, but yeah. Um. At The same time, do they want to take LaMelo because the team already has so much chemistry issues? And then I just feel like LaMelo, just with his uh, I guess a celebrity presence, um, that wouldn't be good for the team. And uh, yeah, I, I just don't see the, him meshing with uh, the likes of D'Angelo Russell as well. Um, I think uh, they're both very ball dominant players, so I, I just don't see that working. So I, I don't think uh, LaMelo will go first overall. Um, okay. maybe. Anthony Edwards might have a better chance, but, um, yeah, it's definitely a very complicated, uh, draft, I would say.
1: No, I got to kind of disagree with you just because I'm looking at it and LaMelo probably has the highest ceiling out of all the other players in the draft. You know, we've heard concerns about Anthony Edwards, you know, he's the best scorer in this draft, but I think LaMelo is the best offensive player in the draft. He's more complete. He can pass. Um there are questions about his shooting but I do think he'll be able to adapt. He's young. LaMille. He has that bo- Yeah, yeah. Yeah, LaMelo's young. Yeah. And he's played on a professional team. Although it's not like a good professional team. He still has a little bit more experience than Anthony Edwards. Yeah. So, yeah, and at the same time he's also like I want to see what is he, like 6'8", six, 6'9", six, so he can play that point forward type of position. And I think that, that I think the NB is kind of transitioning more to positionless basketball, so I think he can fit in really good for a future of a team.
3: Is he also only
0: nineteen?
1: <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. The <laughs> reference. What a dick.
3: <laughs> Yo, Kyle, what, what you got on this one, bro?
4: So, um, I, I agree with you when you're saying that Lamelo might have like the highest ceiling of anybody in this draft. I'm just going by a team fit, though. Um, Lamelo, his biggest, um, <clears throat> sorry, his biggest uh, strength is his playmaking in the pick and roll. And you already have D'Angelo Russell, even though I think Lamelo might have a higher ceiling than D'Angelo Russell, uh, just going off what your team needs. Uh you have and D'Angelo Russell excelled in the pick and roll in that one season in Brooklyn when he was an all-star. Uh it would be it would probably be smart for them to go with Edwards. They can put him in the backcourt. And um Edwards can play off ball, you can give him the ball, he can kind of create as well. But I just feel like in terms of like a team fit, that Edwards would be better for them with what they have currently than Lamelo.
2: To be honest, I, I think Minnesota could even go one step further, uh, maybe draft Lomelo, but or, or like trade the draft pick for some actual developed player. Um, I think that's a, a big possibility because I think Carl uh, anthony Towns is already developed a, as a star. Um, D'Angelo Russell is an up-and-coming uh, star in the league as well. So I think if they just get one more star, they could definitely be a contender. So I think it would be a much smarter move for Minnesota to try to uh, trade the draft pick actually.
1: Yeah, you know what? I'm actually going to agree with you just because, like I said, in my eyes, this is a boomer bust type of draft. So if they want to play it safe and kind of, you know, develop their players with more reliable players than these boomer bust type of players, then definitely trading down is definitely worth it. I just think that no matter what the team is, they're going to still take LaMelo number one. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, word, dang. Um I just think – I feel like if Minnesota does trade that number one pick, I feel like they'll be setting themselves up for failure. Um, Cause I feel like call Anthony Towns, like he's a beast, right? D'Angelo Russell, like he's also a good player. Um, but I feel like even if you did get like a, like the number one pick, it's a, it's a great position. Right. But like, if you get like LaMelo ball, right. People aren't going to be like, so like keen to want that type of attention on the team or like, you know, having like, you know, LaVar's fingers inside the team and everything like that. Um I I do think Minnesota should keep the number one pick. I don't think they should trade it away. Because I feel like their their team is good, right, but not good enough to be put into contender talks, even if they did get a really good superstar.
3: So what the fuck kind of good are they?
0: They're like, so there's like, <laughs> so there's like good. And I don't know if like is at the most.
2: level of Joel Embiid. So I, like, I think he has that potential. I think the team is good. It's just they need that one uh... piece well okay okay yeah maybe joan uh, kind of, I, I think they just need one more piece to like kind of make it a complete team and then they can be a contender i'm yeah. not saying a championship contender but like at least a playoff contender and like actually hold a threat so i i, I could agree it. with
0: that i could agree with that yeah yeah um, i agree with you yeah but going will be you. honest though no you go 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 all right Haiky, though. what if Lamelo ball is that piece Mm, no, i I'm just playing. My bad. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I was gonna I was gonna say, um,
1: if you think about it, you remember when the Celtics have the number one pick? And I know my Celtics fan, and it's gonna sound a little bit biased, but they did end up finessing the 76ers into taking Tatum instead of Markel with the with the, that first overall pick. So there could hard. be Yeah, sorry. Sure. There could be something that, you know, something underlying here that we don't know about that could be happening. Cause you gotta oh. remember a lot of you got to remember a lot of times in the draft, um, like teams act like they're not interested in a player just so they can make these trades happen. So mm-hmm. that's the potential, yeah. you know,
3: yeah. uh, so. Isa, uh, I'm going to have I'm to I'm, I'm going to piggyback off of your idea. You were on a very good train of thought. So, uh, you know, how you're saying that they got like, you know, D'Angelo, they got Carl Anthony Towns and uh, like a whole bunch of like, you know, other nobodies Uh and if yeah. they're gonna go about getting, <clears throat> like you know, Lamelo Ball with the first pick, uh, like you know, they they have like you know the leverage to see uh, themselves in a better place. But what good does that do, like you know, when they really don't have a vision or they don't have a like you know a system which allows for them to succeed? Because like you know, it's not like uh, having the first pick is like the f- is like you know. Unique to them. This has happened multiple times before, and they've yet to forge success out of it. So, is it like mm-hmm. you know a general manager front office issue, or is it a coaching issue? Because what is it? Like, because I can't tell what the hell they're doing, and like you know, mm-hmm. getting one new player is not going to fix that. So, right, right. right. Uh, so you know, uh,
0: so yeah. So I feel like uh, this is where like uh, his point was actually kind of correct, where like you know, if they traded the number one pick for an actual like really good player. Like, a lot of the people on the Minnesota Timberwolves roster right now, like, you don't know much of them. Like, we know Jarrett Culver. Like, you know, he was he was in – like, he started playing a lot more last year. We know D'Angelo Russell. We know Carl Anthony Towns. But those are, like, big names, right? We know Evan Turner. But, like, you don't think of Evan Turner as, like, your go-to person. You can think of Kat as the old go-to person. You can think of Uh D'Angelo Russell. You know, he got the ice in his veins. You know what I mean? Uh I'm saying, like – I see what Kyle is saying. Like, you know, he he does, like, get, like – kind of chokes up a little bit, but, um, they're still like great players. You know what I mean? Like Conte Towns, like he gets twenty ten, like easily, you know what I mean? And I feel like this is where, uh, uh, the point actually makes sense for them to trade away from the first pick.
4: Um, okay. So, um, I don't, I don't necessarily think that the wolves, I think they're one of the middling teams right now. Uh, by the way, I think Evan Turner is on the Hawks currently. Um, oh. So uh, the Timberwolves, I think, what their problem is is that they don't have a lot of defensive players. They traded away Covington in that huge four-team trade, uh, and they got back D'Angelo Russell among other pieces. Malik Beasley was pretty good for them after he got traded there. Um, but I mean, it's it's kind of difficult to um, to play with the center who's not a great rim protector. I remember seeing a stat that last season when Towns was on the floor, they were one of the worst defenses. And when he was off the floor, they were like a top five defense. I just think uh, to be a successful team, they need to have some defensive players in there. And Towns need to become a better defender because if they want to play him at the five full time, which is his best position, because he's one of the best offensive fives in the league, he just has to be better defensively. Otherwise, they're going to have to put another big in there just to to make up for it, which is going to be difficult to do.
0: Yeah. And to add to that, like uh, Lamella Ball, like one of his main things that people are not so keen about is that his defense is lacking. Like a lot of people, whenever they like, you look at a scouting report or whatever. Like you know, yeah, he's a great offensive player. His defense isn't there though, um, as whereas people would like it to be. And his shooting is kind of weird at times. But um, but yeah, I see what you're saying with the defensive thing. Maybe they might not even pick up the middle the ball first thing. But,
3: uh that's yeah. that's that's all right. Uh, I mean, going from well, let's transition this a little bit because the you know the. Even though he may be a very good offensive player, like defensive leaves a lot, you know, to be desired. So, yes, I want to I to get you guys input, like you know, on the top players, like you know, on, of what's going on. So, anyone 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 of y'all want to chime in because this is definitely not my strong suit. So, yeah, y'all, y'all please go ahead.
4: Uh yeah, for sure. Um, one player that I really liked uh, that I was looking at earlier was Killian Hayes. Um, on my mock draft, I had him going seventh to the Pistons. He's a 6'5 guard. He has a six foot eight wingspan. He, like Lamello, played professionally uh for, for a team in France. Um, so he's he's like like Lamelo, he's pretty good in the pick and roll. Uh he's left-handed. Sometimes it's to his detriment, though. He's very he's very left-hand dominant. Um, even when he goes to the right, he'll try flipping up a shot with his left rather than use his right hand. Um, he didn't shoot great from three, but he was a pretty solid free throw shooter which um, is usually a better indicator of whether or not a player is going to be good shooting threes at the NBA level. Um, he was compared to like uh, D'Angelo Russell, uh, kind of ironic. We were just talking about him and Manu Ginobili. He was, a, um, and I I think he'd be, I think he'd be good in Detroit too, because they don't really have any like foundational pieces that you could say that could be their number one or number two best players right now, particularly at the guard position. They have Bruce, Bruce Brown, uh, I don't even know who they have, but really nobody to write home about. I think he'd be a pretty solid pick for them for sure.
0: Interesting thing, interesting thing. I know Aria has some specific points that wanna um,
2: talk about. Well, one time. of the players that I wanted to talk about was uh, Denny Avdija, I think. I don't even know how to pronounce his name, um, but the Warriors had rumors that he's an amazing talent. And you know if the Warriors are showing interest in them, Um, they could possibly want them. And uh, honestly, I don't think the Warriors need the second round pick. So I've I've heard rumors of them trying to trade that pick. And one of the possibilities is they could trade down to the fifth pick, and Cleveland could trade up to uh, uh trade up and get rid of Kevin Love, Kevin Love, and the fifth round pick to the Warriors for their second round pick, if. LaMelo Ball is available in the second round. You know, those last-minute tr- trades happen. So I think that would be a good move if, if I was to play GM uh, for both teams because uh, I, I don't think Cleveland could do much with of DJ just because I, I think they, they need more of a playmaker to, like, build their team around. But, uh, yeah, the Warriors could definitely use him and then uh, Cle- Kevin Love as well. So I think uh, that's an interesting uh, pick to look at.
3: Oh, Cleveland needs you know, one of everything. They need a they need a new general manager, a new coach, a new starting lineup, a new bench. I mean, Lamelo would
2: be a, so. a, a, LaMelo would be a good start, though. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Go. You
1: you know you know, Narf. I'm actually gonna have to agree with you, just because you know I had in my mod draft Denny going number two, but that's if the Warriors Order? didn't trade, if they didn't trade out of their number two pick. Just because right now, if you look at the Warriors roster, they have a very compete now type of uh, team, right? So they can easily contend right now but their problem from a few years ago even though they won championship was that they didn't have that much uh, bench depth so now you look at their roster and they lost Iguodala they lost Sean Livingston so they need somebody to kind of fill, fill in those shoes and that's where Denny comes in because he played professionally about over 100 games and he played as a backup to the primary point guard so he can fill in that same exact role as Sean Livingston he's not the best shooter but he he can easily work on his shooting mechanics. His best shooting comes from the catch and shoot. And on this team, he wouldn't need to necessarily be the guy to shoot. He can get like a pass and, you know, shoot it that way. So, you know, it'd be definitely interesting to see him join the Warriors and kind of just go from there and have a role right there.
2: Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Um, mm-hmm. And as far as the Warriors' death go, um to just – a quick side note i know it's off, off topic but uh Andrew his contract expired right so he's a free agent he could probably go back to the warriors i know he's been uh, craving
1: that
4: <laughs> i think he might have a player option for the second year that he's probably going to pick up in miami i think okay. he sounded like a two-year deal
1: interesting
0: Honestly, uh, yeah I, I, oh what's
1: up keep going yeah i was, I was just gonna say like yeah, I mean the Warriors could honestly go with almost every anyone at the second pick. Um, the reason why I don't think they're going to go for Wiseman is just because they can easily re-sign Javale McGee or Dwight Howard, who I both I believe both of them are free agents. So that would kind of fill in their center role. So that's why I feel like Denny would fit. But yeah, do, do any of you guys have any input on James Wiseman?
0: Yeah, actually I do. Um, I actually put James Wiseman for number two because, uh, like, if you look at like the Warriors roster, right? like the people who play the like the center position aren't that good I don't mean to like rat on anyone or anything like that or like say like oh like Marquise Chris is absolutely butt cheeks but like he's not that good and I feel like James Wiseman could be like a fresh start because like I feel like uh he's like more of a traditional center like he plays closer to the rim and like you know he has a presence inside and obviously that's in college basketball right but at the same time, I feel like it could translate well because his build is pretty nice for like you know for a person who who's just getting into the NBA. I feel like he would be a good fit for the Warriors roster, and obviously he's not the shooter that you know a lot of people expect. The Warriors, whenever you think of Warriors, you think of shooting, but um, he's not he's not a shooter like that. Um, he stays in the paint and he stays inside the three point line. He doesn't do anything outside the three point line. Um, so I feel like the Warriors would have a good pickup if they picked up the James Wiseman.
2: Um. uh I, I have to dis- disagree with you there i think they can easily get a decent center off of the free agency i don't think they would they would want to draft a center and develop them because like centers take a lot more work to develop and actually become a very good center in the league so i don't think that's a possibility at all
1: yeah exactly and on top of that if you think about it james wiseman is literally the definition of a boomer bus player because he played, like, only three college games. We don't know how he's going to look. He hasn't played a game for over a year that we've been able to watch on TV, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, like Narf was saying, you can easily find a, a free agent that's willing to fill in this role a lot better and a lot more with a lot more experience than Wiseman can. Come on, Issa, What are you saying, bro?
0: I mean, we're all entitled we to our opinions, own. opinions. You know what I mean? I just feel like the Warriors <laughs> would have a Well, good... your
2: opinion is wrong, bro. Stop, stop talking <laughs> out of your ass, bro. <laughs> oh god.
0: Oh,
3: no. Dude. No. Well, um y'all y'all got anything else to say for any of the top players or y'all just want to transition.
1: Yeah, I got one one quick
0: quote. 8 no stop and Toppin.
1: Mm.
0: I feel like any any I'm going to be honest, I feel like any team that does pick up Obi topin is going to be like he's going to I feel like he's going to be a steal of the draft honestly because the way he plays the basketball like He's like another Draymond Green type player, and uh, like you know, he's he's not that big. What are you talking about? What are you talking position. about? He's his biggest size. concern is he can't play defense, bro. What are you talking about? How is he like? No, I'm around? talking about the way he this plays. Guys, literally he's talking out of his ass right now. He's, no, I'm not. Y'all straight count. He literally like, can't like, play defense. Get, get, let me let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Okay. Obi Topin is literally six nine. If I'm correct, Obi Topin is six nine. He's bro, he's you watch, really ball? Big, okay? Do you watch ball, He's bro? small for the center position. Okay. And he's not a center, bro. He's not a center. What is he then? What is he? What is he? What is he? What is he? You he's don't
2: even forward, know bro. what he is.
0: Why are you talking oh. about him? Dude, he plays power forward center in college. I'm pretty sure I'm right on this. What oh. is he? You can search it up right now. Search it up right now. I'm looking My up forward, right bro.
1: now, bro. <laughs> bro, if you want to know how he is as a player, he's literally like probably the most the best well off offensive player in this draft beside Lamello. He's he a literally- He's a forward. He's a slapper, bro. That's
0: nine. all he is. Forward six nine, bro. I feel like he has the ability because he's like well established with um with uh well established in what he can do offensively, and I feel like he could fit anywhere because of the way that the, the NBA is moving right now, like positionless basketball. Yeah, uh, so yeah, so that yeah. That's all what right. I was. Thinking. You know who's a sleeper though?
2: Uh, we're just we're just one player that I I think is being slapped on, R.J. Hampton. Don't sleep on this guy. Yeah, he fell off the draft just because he, I, I think he played in Australia with Lomelo and he just didn't um, play as good as he was expected to. But I think he is an amazing talent. I think if a, if a team picks him up, they could definitely develop him into a great talent. I think he has a lot of potential. So don't sleep on RJ Hampton.
3: All right. Uh, speaking of positionless basketball and the quite the most extreme example of it of all time, how are we feeling about Houston, or yeah, I don't know mm-hmm. what the fuck is going on over there. All right, anyone want to take this one because I feel a certain type of way, but uh, I know some of y'all are a bit more passionate than I am.
4: So, so we, can if, off, we can
0: start off light and then go hard. You know what I mean. So
4: we were actually supposed to talk about Houston last week. In last week's episode—it's kind of funny. It's actually good that we didn't because it would have been a huge waste of time, considering all everything that's happened in Houston in the past week. Um, the report that came out on The Athletic, I read the article. It's not just like the whole Westbrook wanting out. It's kind of the whole whole situation in Houston. Uh, James Harden yelled at Austin Rivers, and Austin Rivers got sad that James Harden yelled at him. <laughs> P.J. <laughs> Tucker. And side note, if I was P.J. Tucker, I would want my extension, too. That He's mad that he hasn't gotten an extension. Um, they have him guarding Anthony Davis, Rudy Gobert, and they can't they can't pay him his money. Um Daniel House was mad about his lack of touches so in the bubble he tried to get touches another way sure, uh, he was touching he, uh, ended up getting kicked out of the bubble whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Um yeah the whole and they they traded away most of their assets to get Chris Paul uh, a lot of their future draft picks if they're if they're looking to just trade Westbrook and continue using continue with James Harden that's usually a guaranteed 50 wins in the West every single year. But with the way most teams are constructed, they, most of them have two all-stars and above. It's going to be very difficult for them to actually win in the playoffs if they just keep James Harden. So yeah, they're, they're in a very, very difficult position. This is kind of like the worst possible outcome. All things considered for them. Where do you guys think he's going? James Harden. We can talk about that later. It's, we're still, we're still on like the Houston as a whole.
2: I think uh, after Daryl Morey stepped down and then uh, D'Antoni leaving Houston, I think the entire team is like just blowing up and um, I think they need to just, yeah, restart and actually figure out what they want to do with the team because I don't think the stars are happy and if the stars stars aren't happy, the team isn't going to go anywhere. Um, So yeah, I I think they definitely need to make a lot of moves. Um, I've heard many interesting trade rumors. Um with, regarding with Russell Westbrook, even James Harden wants out or uh, there's rumors. I, I don't know how true it is. Um, but yeah, I, I think it would be hard to move both those players just because you'd want a lot of assets back in return. And on top of that, their salaries are huge. But um yeah, I think there's definitely some interesting possibilities.
0: I feel like it's justifiable for uh, James Harden's salary. Like who wouldn't want James James Harden's salary? Or like not his salary, but like who wouldn't want James Harden on this? <laughs> Other team, like I feel
4: like, like a his talent. I, I agree with what you say. I feel like it's a lot easier to move James Harden as compared to Westbrook. James Harden is very interesting. Any, anywhere you put him, he's probably like a top six player in the league. Russ is still like an all-star level player, but he's more. To, he's at the back of it his career. He's uh, his game is a lot more relying on reliant on his athleticism as compared to James Harden. James Harden's a much better shooter, a much better free throw shooter as well. So. It's a lot. It's a lot easier to trade James Harden. You could probably put him on the market today and get like a million, like ten calls from ten different teams. But Westbrook's a lot more difficult to move.
2: Yeah, that definitely. Both players. I think where would James Harden go if he was to go somewhere? Which team has the assets to trade for him?
4: That's yeah, yeah. That's a good point.
2: The Houston's by far one of the
3: most interesting situations over the course of the past. Like, what is it? Almost ten to like twelve years or like it's just fucking phenomenal. What does he call it? Called? The things that they have seen. They went they almost they you know they were never like, you know, non competitors in the West, which is like you know, saying something they went from the T Mac era T Mac and Yao era, uh and like, you know, like uh like you know just I feel bad about that whole situation with what happened T Mac and the way Yao turned out. Uh, but like you know they yeah. almost seamlessly transitioned in between that to james harden and they never really fell out of the playoff picture like you know too much like you know uh yeah. like you know throughout the entire past like 10 years uh you know they've had like you know heartbreaking losses after heartbreaking losses and like uh, they got so close with the warriors just a few years back and then last i remember year, that. i was watching that
0: i was watching
3: that yeah same here i was i was i was like I was like sweating the entire time. I'm like, how I'm like, Yo, the Rockets are giving them a run for their money, son." So
0: they were, they were. It was so devastating to see like Chris Paul go down to that hamstring injury, man. Because like stuff. he was like, it was, it was a good series, and I feel like if Chris Paul was still in the game, he, mm-hmm. they probably would have won the series. That's that's just my personal opinion. Yeah, it's. Um, I feel like a lot of people would agree too, because yeah. like Chris Paul was like working stuff, man. Like, yeah. But
3: to this day, I still feel like, find it hard to believe that they traded him. But, like, you know, like, you know, I mean, the truth is always going to be stranger than fiction. So, uh, yeah. uh, just, uh, See, d- like, a lot well, of teams... I, mean, I feel like,
0: yeah, I feel like NARC would agree that, you know, obviously they thought that Russell Westbrook was a better player. You know what I mean? But, uh, you know...
2: Yeah. yeah, I mean, that definitely... Really- 99% of other people sure.
0: won't agree, won't agree, but...
2: Well, one of the things that Kyle said was uh, James Harden would probably, probably be an easier player to move than Russell Westbrook. I'm actually going to have to disagree with that just because if you think about it, James Harden is definitely the better player compared to Russell Westbrook. But Russell Westbrook, he I, I think he heard his value last season and probably the season before that as well. A um, lot of injuries playing part to that as well um and because of that he doesn't have as much value so rockets can't ask for as much as they would with james harden so i think it would be easier for teams to trade for him and i think he definitely has a lot of demand still even if he hasn't performed to the best of his abilities he's gotten his nickname west brick and whatnot um i think a lot of teams like new york um you know, there's multiple teams, uh, Clippers, that that can take Russell Westbrook and actually be really successful teams, be even championship teams, in my opinion. If you goes to the Clippers, for instance.
3: That's fair. It's, uh, I mean, uh, I don't want to go on too long with the like, Houston, but I'll just say this: a lot of teams have, uh, you know, fallen from grace. Uh, you know, uh, you know, a lot less elegantly. But like, you know, Houston's have one hell of a ride. Like, you know, all things considered, and. Yeah. if there was a time to blow it up i think it would be like you know at some point soon because you know they still have a bunch of pieces where they could you know turn it for something decent to go for in the future but just there's too many things like you know uh uh going one like one way versus the other because you you know you you know you lost your coach like which was the you know your coach and your general manager which is a huge culture shift because they're always they were literally following the whole small ball thing to the to like, you know, the fucking tea and all the yeah. shit is gone now. And just, I'm like, if there was a time to like, you know, blow it up, maybe right about now, but you know, which makes it difficult with their financial situation. So, um, yeah, uh, but that, that's all I have to say about that. The Houston Rockets have done well, but like, I think it's about time they start uh, evaluating other options.
1: Yo, thank you, Shaman. Cause you know what? I was about to say that I think you guys are thinking, looking at it at the wrong perspective you guys are thinking about trading Harden and Westbrook but in my opinion like right now as you said is the time to blow up they can maybe try to trade Covington or any of these other players and try to get a free agent like Ibaka to try to compete and if they don't want to do that they can always blow it up so with that I want to know what you guys think about Westbrook being traded or if you guys think he's a good player or not to have I'm sorry,
0: what awful. you that
1: question? I said I want to know if you guys think if Westbrook is a good player or not.
2: Okay. Um so we've been having this argument uh, for a long this time. <laughs> okay. I love Westbrook, especially that twenty seventeen season. Oh my god, I fell in love with him after Kevin Durant left. There was that whole narrative of Oh, is Westbrook a bad player or not? Or is he the reason Durant left? He showed screw Durant. He 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 does not care. He showed how amazing of a talent he was, and oh my God, he was the first player since Kobe that I seen play with that kind of determination mm-hmm. to win. And yeah, ever since Westbrook just proved himself as a superstar in the league, maybe um you know how they say there's superstar A and superstar B on a team like. He's definitely not superstar A, but he is definitely still superstar uh, category as a player. And I know Kyle definitely disagrees with me. So I'll I'll let you take it away, Kyle. All
4: right. Um, So you said earlier that there is high demand for Westbrook. Uh, This is a uh, a tweet that came from Vogue yesterday. Uh, And I'm paraphrasing. or I'll just quote it. Uh, Here's how sources describe the marketplace for a possible Russell Westbrook trade. Slow developing. End quote. (laughs) So... Um, this tells us one thing. Uh, another thing, 2017 was three years ago. Uh, Russ has played over, I, I believe, over 200 games easily since then. So uh, it's, been, it's been a while since then. So you said that you don't think Russell Westbrook is a superstar B, which I agree with. I, I think Russ is still an all-star level player, but his play style and his ball dominance, is it's very difficult to fit other players around him. He's very similar to Allen Iverson in the way that they put up great individual numbers, but they're never going to necessarily contend for a championship or be a threat to win the championship, which is the ghost, uh, the goal for most teams. Um, Looking at it uh, from a specific team, because we were arguing about this earlier, you thought that Westbrook would be a good fit on the Clippers. I, I disagree with that for so many reasons, but I, I want to hear your reasoning for why you think that he would be a good fit.
1: Okay, well,
2: to start off with, I think Russell Westbrook is definitely still a very good floor general. Um, I think he, sure, he has had his uh, turnover numbers increase over the years um, just because, I don't know, he he hasn't been in the right right mindset. But I think um, if he was to play with someone like Kawhi Leonard who can shoot um, and isn't as ball dominant like James Harden, uh, I think Russell Westbrook can go back to being that talent where he can pass the ball and control the floor, control the pace. And yeah, well, Russell Westbrook can't stretch the floor, um, and but I think he can penetrate to the basket, which would get players to collapse on him, and then he can pass out easily to Kawhi Leonard or, or whoever else is is on the floor. And I think they have a a, a few good shooters on the team, and. And also on top of that, trading Russell Westbrook for Paul George isn't a bad idea. I think it's easily manageable to trade one for one. So that would make the most sense. That's why I said Russell Westbrook to the Clippers isn't a bad idea.
1: All right, man, I'm going to have to disagree with you because, all right, the first thing I want to say is Westbrook can be a number one option, but only on a bad team. So you go back to, I want to say, like a year or two ago when he was on OKC right, before Paul George and Melo came. He was carrying them, right? But that's as far as it's going to go. He can carry a bad team to maybe the eighth or seventh playoff seed, right? But after that, that's as good as they're going to get. The reason why Houston brought him onto the team was to play a number two option behind the Harden. They don't want them to coexist and play together. They wanted to play him. That was a mistake because he can't play off-ball for shit. He's trash. And if you look at his shooting numbers and his inefficiencies, that just proves that. So that's one of the reasons why that fit didn't work out. His best option right now is to go to a trash team and just kind of carry that trash team to an eighth seed. And I hate to say this, man, but honestly, one of those teams is going to be the Knicks, man. And that's just exactly how it's going to go. Knicks fans, Yo, everyone, I, bro. Kind,
4: kind of, kind of piggybacking off what you were saying, and I, I don't think I could disagree with anything more than Paul George for Russell Westbrook for the Rockets. That would be good because um, one, Paul George is a player option that he's most li- likely going to decline at the end of this season. So if it doesn't work out, and if this trade did happen, then they could either trade Paul George or they could just let him walk. The problem with Russell Westbrook is he's on the books uh, for this upcoming season, $41 million. The season after that, $44 million. And the 2022-2023 season is a player option for $47 million. That, probably take ex- exactly because he's going to be 34 going on 35 years old. By the way, happy birthday, Russell Westbrook. His birthday was two days ago but he's like just paying paying a a player for that much it just makes it so much more difficult to add to your team add other meaningful role players as time goes on another reason why I don't think trading Paul George for Westbrook would be good is teams in the playoffs that got so bad that the Lakers are playing like 7 or 8 feet off Westbrook and just staring him to shoot one of the reasons that Tyron Lue uh, I'm kind of excited for what he's going to do for the Clippers this year is they were sixth in three-point percentage in the regular season, but only 16th in attempts. And his the teams that he coached in Cleveland played modern offenses. Uh, he coached there from 2016 to 2018. Uh, in 2017-2018, they were fifth in three-point attempts. The next year, they were second. And then 2015-2016, the year they won the championship, they were third. And the Clippers have players that can shoot. They got Kawhi, who shot 37%. One of the main reasons Paul George trading him would be terrible is – He's either the team's first or second best shooter. He shot 41% from three on 7.9 attempts. Shamit, 37%. Jamichael Green, 38%. Patrick Beverly shoots 39% from three. So you would either have to trade Paul George, who's either the first or second best shooter on the team. He's either the first or second best defender on the team. For Westbrook, who doesn't play defense, he can't shoot. And teams are going to play off him seven or eight feet in the half court. Or you would trade all your depth and they can all shoot. For a point guard that can't play entire on loose offense. It's just a lose-lose either way for the Clippers, in my opinion.
2: Okay, um, you know, I'll actually agree with you on that. Um, I don't think uh, after hearing you guys speak, I, I don't think Russell Westbrook would be a good option on the Clippers. And I don't think he would be he's a championship type of player just because of his play style. But that doesn't necessarily mean he's a bad player. I think he's a really overheated player. I think On a team like the New York Knicks or even Charlotte or, like, one of those, you know, those uh, low-key teams, um, I think they can definitely absorb his contract, and he can bring in tickets. He's always playing hard. He can put him in playoff contention for sure. We've seen that with the way he's played in OKC. So, yeah, I I definitely think Russell Westbrook still has talent to have an impact on on a team. So,
0: see, like. the Yo, yeah, right, way right. you were, you were like riding his nuts like last week, bro. Like you were like, he's the best player. He's such a good player. This is completely different. You're like completely switching up on us now. None no. of us here thought he was a bad player. We just said he was overrated. Oh, whoa,
2: whoa, whoa, whoa! You none of you guys thought that he was a bad player. Yeah. None of. First of all, yeah. first, of of all first of that. all, first of, of all that, first of all, you none you were calling that. you were calling some six nine power forward to center, and then you were talking about James <laughs> White, and then bro, bro what you were saying, you're no bad right? That's what I will hey,
4: I'll preface this by saying that I don't think Westbrook's a bad player. I just don't think he's a winning player.
0: Right. He was a yes, bad yes. It's just that this man, Narf, was riding his nuts for the longest time. No, almost. I've been riding, bro. I've
2: been, <laughs> I've been on the we- I have. I've been he's on the, the Westbrook train, Oh my god!
0: Nah, stop the cap.
2: I've been on the Westbrook train forever. Okay, so I've i loved him from like the time he came into the league, and he's just been amazing. So there's a reason why I love Westbrook so much. Now I never said he's the best player in the league. He's not better than Damian Lillard, and we've seen that a time, like, numerous times um especially uh, last uh, last time they played in the playoffs and uh, you know that bye bye wave after that i knew Damian lillard was a killer i knew he was better than westbrook and Russ wasbrook isn't better than luca I-, I would consider luca a point guard in, in this case um, the Russell uh, Westbrook isn't.
4: Better. So where, w- where would you rag Westbrook? Just like n- off the top of your head. Oh, no, I would no, say I would he's from like.
2: I would put him fourth right after uh, Steph Curry. Fourth point guard. Fourth in PG. Yeah. a Oh, wow. Okay. okay. Who, who else is better than, them? Chris better want, than him? Them Chris, Chris Paul right
4: is better than him. Hell
2: no. Chris Paul is mean, better than I mean, him. I mean, I would say. I want to hear Kyle on this. I want to hear Kyle on this.
4: All right, if you put Russell Westbrook on last year's Oklahoma City on their team, are they the sixth or fifth or sixth best team in the West? Absolutely not. Chris Russell Westbrook, his main problem is that if he's off the ball, he offers you nothing because he doesn't play defense, he doesn't move off the ball, and he can't space the floor. Chris Paul does all those things. He can play off the ball. Dennis Schroeder had the best year of his career this past year because he handled the ball a lot with Chris Paul on the floor. In fact, their best lineup had Shea, Chris Paul, and Dennis Schroeder all at the same time. Chris Paul. If anything, you can make the argument that Russ is a better individual player, but when it comes to to winning and impacting winning, I really don't think it's close between yeah, Chris. Paul how and how can and you
2: Chris. say? How can you say that about Chris Paul when Chris Paul has had the same playoff success, uh, if not worse, as Russ? Because Westberg. Chris Paul, Paul never played with Roy Kevin Durant, DeAndre Jordan.
4: Yeah, and they got hurt every single year. Okay. Why then, do you well, think nobody you heard mean? from DeAndre Jordan after Chris Paul left? Chris Paul made DeAndre Jordan. Billy Griffin was hurt every single year. He. In 20, 2015, he got no. Twenty fifteen, he was healthy. Twenty sixteen, he got hurt against Utah. Twenty seventeen, against the Blazers, him and Chris Paul both got hurt. He he got hurt almost every single year. I, that's why the Clippers and they had terrible okay. depth. That's I, why and, they never I, won.
2: Okay, and Westbrook has been hurt too. The last playoff, he was playing with a torn ligament. Um, this playoff, he wasn't even hundred percent. Okay. He, so both of these players have very similar since, situations. Since so you Kevin, say, yeah, go ahead.
4: Since Durant left. And Russell Westbrook's MVP season, the three years after that, he was in Oklahoma City. And this is an opinion. This is facts. He won a total of four playoff games in three years. Two of those years, he had Paul George, who in the second year had his best season to date. He he finished third in MVP voting. And by the way, in those two years, the year they lost to Utah, they beat them three times out, out of three in the regular season. And the year they lost to Portland in five, they beat them four times to nothing in the regular season. Russell, in both those years, Russell Westbrook melted down and was terrible. That, that's, I don't think Chris Paul is having a game where he's shooting 11 for 31 in the playoffs or 18 for 43 in the playoffs or five for, five for 21. I keep going. Chris like Paul Russell definitely has so a many higher bad IQ. games.
2: Well, Chris Paul definitely has a higher IQ. When he's struggling, he doesn't try to force it. Which I admit, Russell Westbrook has a very bad habit of and that's what makes him such... A bad player in in that case, in in that situation. But th- there's no way you can say Chris Paul is better than Russell Westbrook when, if you're going by the stats, look at Russell Westbrook's stats when he won 2017, 2018, 2019 season. He also averaged a triple double. Um, uh, the 2018-2019, yeah, yeah, that that season he uh, averaged a triple double. Just this season in Houston, he When, when James Harden was struggling, I, I believe James Harden missed a, a few number of games. Did you see Russell Westbrook's numbers? He was putting 30-10-10 around that area of uh, the uh, stats. So I think Westbrook, definitely as a one-on-one player, like if you're just comparing one for one, Westbrook is definitely a better player than Chris uh, Paul. If you're talking sorry, team-wise, sure. Chris the... Paul is better than Russell Westbrook. If you're talking about as a, in a team... Just I'm, about, I'm
4: talking ball- about impacting winning. I'm talking about winning games.
2: I'm talking about just clear, uh If Russell
4: player, Westbrook didn't play next to Kevin Durant, he wasn't winning games.
2: Uh, well, Chris Paul, what has he done? He, he still hasn't gotten to the NBA Finals, as great of a player as he is. I think he's definitely a Hall of Famer, but he's still... What, honestly, what has Chris Paul accomplished in his entire
4: time? Uh, he's won more than Russell Westbrook has with less talent. Dude, if you gave... All I'm going to say is if you gave Chris Paul Kevin Durant in 2012... They possibly could have beaten the Heat. All those games were close, even though it was a five game series. If you gave um, Chris Paul MVP, Paul George, he would have won more than one playoff game. <laughs> like, I don't know how oh, many playoff Paul, meltdowns oh, you got to watch.
2: Uh, MVP Paul George had two uh, ligament tears in his shoulders or whatever. Uh, I don't He's know. He still
4: played better still than did. Russell Westbrook did. Sorry, but I think
2: Russell Westbrook had the same. Mishaps as Chris Paul in playoffs when where their their go-to guy gets injured and they, and because of that they haven't been able to succeed. On top of that, about Russell Westbrook playing with Ke- uh, Kevin Durant until the 2016 season, Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook weren't uh, both weren't fully developed players in my opinion. So it's not fair to say that oh Russell Westbrook had Kevin Durant for these these many years because I. I developed into actual superstars probably what the 2015, the 2015 season I, I would i would say and then whereas chris paul had lob city fully developed for i think three years and they were supposed to win championships but they didn't so chris i mean paul, I,
4: I think i don't uh, think blake griffin was fully developed until all right uh, you go we, we can go ahead
3: no, just... Uh, I, mean, uh, I'm, I'm, I don't have much of an opinion on this because I'm not as well studied as you guys in terms of these two players, but I will say this. Uh, Chris Paul made his teammates better. Russell Westbrook 100%. didn't. Thank you. Because I feel like... What is it? Like, whoa. Like, Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan were given just a bit too much recognition because, like, you know, though he at the point guard, Chris Paul made them better versus, like, well, what did... Yeah, what did Westbrook do? Man. He he took he 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 sent uh Oladipo to Indiana and then he right. sent uh Paul George to uh L you know with the Clippers. I know there's a whole lot of things that happened in between, but I just felt like Cl- Chris Paul is better.
2: Westbrook, Westbrook made himself better, and that's like Westbrook what? is. <laughs> no, he's honestly, not going to win. If, if you're comparing one player versus another player, Westbrook, it was always out for himself. I, I think there was also a quote where he said that he wants to go to a team that um, where he can be the main guide because I right. think he wants to continue this stat pad, quote unquote, because I, I, he definitely has the talent to carry a team.
0: So, think,
2: yeah, go ahead.
0: So,
4: do you think that a team right now with West Russell Westbrook as their number one option would be a championship contender? Because the only teams that can that would necessarily put him in that position now are like the Hornets, the Pistons, Magic. The Magic are an is- interesting place for him. Do you think if he went to any of those teams per se that he'd be a championship contender? Because I don't oh. think so.
2: Honestly, I, I don't I don't think so either. But that doesn't mean he's a bad player. Just because none he, of us are it, saying
0: he's a bad player, bro.
2: Okay. I am.
0: I
1: think he's garbage, bro.
0: Bro, hear me out. Hear me out. You you guys guys were
2: saying, you guys were literally saying this week "How Russell Westbrook is not a good player." This and
0: that. I I am. I'm still saying that. I'm still saying that. Hear me out. Hear me out. The reason why a lot
1: of people think, the reason why a lot of people think that they like Westbrook is because his hustle. But it's all fake hustle. He he literally said himself. He's literally just running around, grabbing rebounds, running straight to the paint and kicking you out. That that type of basketball is not the type of basketball that's winning basketball. And that's why he's not a good player because a good player will help his team. They have real hustle. You know, you look at Marcus Smart. I mean, I'm, I know I'm hyping up, but you look at Patrick Beverly, look at Butler, these guys make winning plays. That's the true definition of hustle. Westbrook doesn't make winning plays like that. He'll, he'll run around for a rebound. But if you look at his defensive rebounding compared to his offensive rebound, it's not the same. And, uh, and there's, go ahead, go ahead. And go ahead, on top here. of that, there's, there's so much more to it. Like he's, He's a lot more toxic than people think he is. He's a ball hog, man. He holds. He the is ball not and makes toxic. His teammates have always wait, is, wait. has preached
2: continuously how great of a teammate he is. Okay, so calling him toxic that is false. That's all I gotta say.
1: I said he seems toxic, and on top of that, like
0: think about it this
2: Even way: these is... are two completely different things.
0: Okay, bro. I think that's enough about Russ, man. We've been bashing this man we've been doing too much of it. Yeah, year. yeah, like, he, uh, he tries, man. He, right, yeah. He's just trying to he, do
3: the best of what he can. But dude, okay, you all You know what that's mm-hmm. it. I'm making the I'm making the decision. We're, cu- we're we're cutting it off. That's it. We're we're done with this. All right. Uh, somebody write us out.
1: Yeah, so um oh, I do like hope. if you if you guys want <laughs> If you guys want um you can comment who if you think Westbrook is good or bad on our YouTube channel, the East Coast Browncast. Um or you guys can email us, do whatever. You can also follow us on Instagram at ecbcast. At UCBcast. My bad, I'm super heated right now. But yeah, you can follow us there. And you, we're also on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify at the East Coast Browncast. So y'all can follow us there.
3: All right, cool. Thank you for joining us, guys. And uh, until next time.
2: He said there's no basketball. <laughs> <laughs>